These things have I spoken to you that you may not be scandalized. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The expression to be scandalized means here, as in many other passages of sacred scripture, to fail in confidence towards God, to lose hope in Him. And so our Lord warns His apostles in today's gospel that He has told it before that they will suffer persecution, so that they not be scandalized, they not lose that confidence in God, but instead knowing that that is what God has foreseen, that He will strengthen and provide for them in those times of difficulty and trials. But confidence in God is an essential virtue of the Christian life and is infused into our souls in baptism as the gift of divine hope together with divine faith and charity. All three of these theological virtues are infused supernaturally into the soul at the time of baptism. By this supernatural gift of hope, we confide in God and firmly expect that if we fulfill the conditions He requires of us, He will give us His grace and bring us to everlasting happiness according to His promise. Hope in God is asked of us as a homage due to Him and as a safeguard of the Christian life and of our final salvation. It is founded on faith, on the knowledge of God, of his power, his goodness, his love, and his promises, which are made known to us by the incarnate Son of God, our blessed Lord, Jesus Christ. Established on the Christian faith, the virtue of hope enables us to stand true to God and to possess our souls in peace, amid the trials and seductions of this world. It makes us firmly attached to God as by the anchor of the soul, as St. Paul the Apostle calls it. As Christians, we should be distinguished by the divine habit of hope in God. And the exercise of this noble virtue is especially required of us in all the emergencies of the spiritual life, as when doubt and temptation assail us, when trouble and suffering come upon us, when we go to receive the holy sacraments, and when we are at the point of death. The thought of our sins should not be allowed to make us distrust God, because if we sincerely abandon sin and its occasions and have recourse to God, we have the surest and strongest grounds for a true and most solid hope because we fulfill the conditions required by God for mercy and salvation, and that this good work is already begun in us by His grace. We must therefore rely on God's fatherly providence, which brings all things to good to those who love Him, as the Apostle St. Paul says, and that we place that confidence in the infinite merits of his incarnate Son who died on the cross for us. Jesus is our God, the eternal Word made flesh for us, infinite power, goodness, and mercy incarnate for our salvation. St. Jerome, a father of the Church and an important biblical scholar, ask us to take note that in the human genealogy of our divine Redeemer, recounted in St. Matthew's Gospel, and also St. Luke also gives the, the, martyrology, or the, uh, the genealogy of our Lord, that we, the sacred authors also mention 
the human ancestors of our Lord who were not holy people, but who were even reprehended by sacred scripture for their sins, such as King David, who had Urias killed so to take his adulterous wife you know, from him, or Manassas, who had sawed in half the prophet Isaiah. And this was to teach us that he who came to save sinners willed to descend from sinners, and so to take away the sins of all. In heaven, as in the, as in the church on earth, Jesus continues for each one of us the work of our salvation. If any man sins, says St. John, the beloved disciple, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the just, who is a propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but of the whole world. From this divine hope, the Church has given us in this prayer, in the act of hope, it expresses all that we can think about in the sacred Catholic doctrine, and it goes like this. O my God, relying on thy infinite goodness and promises, I hope to obtain pardon for my sins, grace to serve thee, and life everlasting through the merits of Jesus Christ, my Lord and my Redeemer. However, my dear faithful, beware because Christian hope in God is endangered by two sinful excesses or extremes, despair and presumption, and both are sins against the Holy Ghost. While forgetfulness of God's benefits to us and neglecting devotion are the common causes of a lack of lively hope among careless Christians, positive despair arises more from the commonly held, from the commonly exercised or whatnot of the deadly vices of spiritual sloth, which is a type of laziness, and of lust. Our salvation, the supreme and everlasting happiness promised us by God, is a spiritual good which, though difficult to reach, can be most certainly secured by our cooperation with God's grace. But the victim of sloth and lust is precisely opposed to a spiritual good, because they are, if you will, bound all the more to the things of this world, to what is temporal, to what is physical and not so much to what is of the soul and of the spirit. And especially for them, it requires effort in overcoming those vices. And confiding only in himself and experiencing his own weakness, he assumes that for him, grace, virtue, and salvation are unattainable. And he therefore gives up the cause of God and of his soul. And this is despair, a most dreadful sin because by it the sinner distrusts even God. He denies the infinite power and goodness. He questions God's fidelity to his promises and contradicts the efficiency of Christ's all-atoning death. In other words, he looks more upon his salvation as being his own work as opposed to the work of the Holy Spirit given to us in grace. And of course, seeing it as his only being his work, and that it would take a lot of effort while well, he doesn't try to break those bonds of sloth and lust. And then instead, being attached very much to those vices gives himself all the more to despair and gives up the effort to cooperate with God's grace and to overcome those vices and reach eternal life. Now, we are all a fallen race, 
And most certainly, without God's grace, we cannot live virtuously, nor save our souls. Without me, you can do nothing, says our Redeemer. But if, trusting our, distrusting ourselves and avoiding the approximate occasions of sin, we have recourse to God in humble confidence, there is not one among us who may not quickly, and when we are at, who may not quickly, rise victorious over the most chronic habit of sin and eventually attain to eternal salvation. God's pity and mercy are especially extended to those who struggles, those who struggle against their weaknesses while trusting in Him. And so not to despair, but to hope. As I mentioned before, there are two sinful extremes opposed to Christian hope in God. And the other one is presumption. The intention to go on grievously sinning for the reason that God is merciful and expecting pardon without repentance and salvation without cooperating with God's graces, without good works. This mortal sin of presumption arises from pride, abuses God's patience, mocks his justice, and blasphemes against the Holy Ghost, whose special task it is to withdraw us from sin. And this is a most dangerous sin, because while God is truly merciful and is ready to pardon every penitent sinner and gives his grace to the tempted who fear and shun temptation and seek his aid, yet for those who thus deride the dearest of his attributes, his mercy, he reserves his vengeance. Thou, O Lord, humblest those who presume the hope of the ungodly shall perish, says sacred scripture meaning that those who presume upon God's mercy, well, he will withdraw all the more his grace and leave those persons to themselves, which will ultimately lead to their destruction. So my dear faithful, fleeing from these deadly extremes of presumption and of despair, let us cultivate a firm and lively confidence in God by the constant memory of his goodness and his promises. And let us daily make acts of hope in him, that this virtue may become more pronounced in our lives, that it may become in us a well-developed power to sustain us in all our difficulties, temptations, and trials, and so enable us to run on cheerfully in the glorious way of our salvation, to receive that grace from God, to make that effort in growing in virtue and overcoming sin. And of course, doing that, we fulfill what our Lord asks of us, and then we have all a secure hope for our eternal salvation. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.